0: Mm.
1: Side. He's got Max Danball picked off, he's around Chase with Jared Horstman up to third down the back straight away. And Rich France.
2: The number 11 Hilliker machine does have a flat right front tire, uh, some body damage. He may be able to come down into the hot pit. And uh, replace the tire and get back out.
3: Michigan Short Track Racing Authority. This is Travis Stemmler. He's going Trevor, the Racing 47 This is Barry Marlowe. This is 14-time ARCA champion Ron Allen. This is three-time dirt car UMP National Champion Rusty Schlink.
1: And this is Horsepower Happenings. Good evening, race fans, and welcome into Horsepower Happenings on a beautiful Monday evening. A nice weekend for racing as well, and a lot going on. Two great interviews lined up tonight. We'll chat with uh, Mitchell Hunt in the IMCA Modified side of things, and then Ethan Stanuchek, actually first, Ethan Stanuchek, talks about picking up a Jags CRA All-Stars Tour win over the weekend. That's all coming up, but first, let's take a look at what's happening in a Motor City Minute. In Knoxville, after winning stage one and dominating the first part of the race, Carson Hosovar was in position, maybe again, to collect his first NASCAR Camping World Truck Series win, when bad luck and bad fortune strikes one more time. Oil pressure gone, and uh, the truck, she said, boom. And that was the end of it. Todd Gilliland ends up going to victory lane in Knoxville. Knoxville SRX opens up their 2022 campaign in the sophomore season. Leo Castroneves picks up the win at Five Flag Speedway over Bubba Pollard and Ryan Newman, Rich France. A huge Bubba Pollard fan will have to get his thoughts on how that unfolded for SRX. And in the Arkham Menard series, Sammy Smith picked up his first career. Menards win on Saturday at Berlin. Daniel Dye had a dominating performance, much like Carson Hosovar, that was until his engine expired late in that event, taking him out of the contest. And that's what's happening in Motor City Minute. Good evening. Welcome in. I'm Zach Heiser. Rich France joins me from across the way. Good evening, sir. Good evening. I would have an opinion on the SRX, but we were a little busy at the same time. (laughs) Yes, we were. Yes, we were. Well, I just didn't know. I, I saw a picture of Bubba and Helio in victory lane together. And I thought, well, either way, Rich is probably pretty happy for Bubba Pollard. Well, you knew I mean you knew he
2: was gonna be good at five flags, right? That's like his second home. So um yeah, that doesn't surprise me. So uh Ryan Newman kind of surprised me. Yes. I I didn't I didn't expect to see him on the podium. Um and Elio, Helio, um he you know, a, IndyCar car driver, prob- I, I would have picked I would have probably picked, you know, obviously three stock cars short track with a lot of experience doing that, but
1: uh I guess this just proves those SRX cars level the playing field. All right. Uh, you know what? That is exactly right, by the way, because we're going to see a couple of different winners this year with SRX. You can mark my words on that. Um, speaking of different winners, Hell Tour is underway. You you told me last week the Hell Tour was getting ready to kick off. I couldn't believe you. My jaw hit the floor. Turns out you were right, and they're racing with the uh, Dirt Car Summer Nationals. You should listen
2: to me more <laughs> often, Zach. I'm right a lot. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Six nights they got in uh, last week. Uh, just like we touched on, the Summer Nationals Hell Tour kicked off the week with the Iowa-Illinois an Illinois week on tap. Uh, everything kicked off last Tuesday night at Kankakee County Speedway with Ryan Unzicker picking up the opening night win. And uh, Nick Hoffman grabbed the opener for the Summit Modified Nationals. Zach, you're going to have to hang with me here because – there's going to be a pattern oh, through boy. these results. Okay. Uh, then it was on the Peoria Speedway. Bobby Pierce picking up his first win on the tour in 2022. Um, Hoffman grabbed the modified win. Um, Thursday, it was on Davenport where Chris Simpson found victory lane. Uh, and then came the weekend stops at Tri-City, Fairbury, and Sycamore with Pierce, Simpson, and Brian Shirley picking up those wins respectively. And yes, Zach, surprise. Nick Hoffman would sweep the entire first week. You don't by taking by taking the weekend events as well. The tour is off tonight before round seven tomorrow night at the Springfield Raceway.
1: Um, <clears throat> what's the over under on uh, percentage of Summit National Modified races that are won by Nick Hoffman? I wouldn't take I wouldn't take anything less than all of them. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Unless he has, a, I think last year he, he had such a big lead that he took a night or two off the last week um, you're right. and didn't go. Cause I don't think he, uh, I, I don't think that he, I don't think he came to Michigan. Um, I don't think he traveled uh, to Michigan, I, but he had like a 500 point lead uh, and he didn't have, so I don't think he had to, but uh, no, I, if, if I can take the last week off the schedule up until then, I'll take all of them. All right. Uh... Because I haven't
1: seen But I haven't seen anybody,
2: really that can beat him yet.
1: I don't know that you are wrong either. Uh, (laughs) So the uh, Summit Racing Equipment Nick Hoffman uh, modified tour continues. They should call it that. (laughs) Just for funsies. Just for funsies. How about the Great Lakes traditional sprints? They were in action over the weekend with a double header, and uh, it was a big old night for Steve Irwin coming from the second spot. Irwin held off a hard-charging Dustin Daggett, who started seventh. He brought Keith Shefford Jr. with him. From the sixth spot, and it was Mike Ostrowskis who led the field to green with Irwin to his outside. Field charged into turn one, and three cars got hooked together at the bottom of turns one and two. Uh, Other than a couple of bent bars, everyone was able to continue with a double-file restart. Second start, clean and green. And uh, then, over the next 20 green flag laps, it was all Steve Irwin at the front of the field. Uh, As we mentioned, uh, Daggett coming up and challenging Jay Steinbach up 10 spots from 15th as the Hard Charger. Irwin wins Friday night's portion of things. Then it's up to the north and east to Silver Bullet Speedway, Uh, the former Owendale Speedway. And Steve Irwin made it two for two on the weekend. Uh, He ended up, again, holding off. Keith Shefford, Jr., who came from the fifth spot. Max Frank. How about Max Frank? Two races in a row inside the top five. Saturday night, he ends up on the podium from the sixth spot. Mike Galagia started in third. He finished fourth. And Mike Ostrowskis from seventh to finish in fifth. Uh, So a good weekend for the Great Lakes Traditional Sprints. Presented by Perfect. And uh, they are well underway now. And how about that? Steve Irwin. Back-to-back wins. Kind of like Nick Hoffman. Nobody really surprised by the Steve Irwin show. Stevie... Nick Hoffman Irwin, right? Yes, that's, that's his right. <laughs> yes, that's the, his new nickname. The Great Lakes Irwin traditional sprints, actually. But you know what? We say that Keith Shefford Jr. Look for him to uh, look for him to be the the great equalizer. I think that he's going to get up there and spoil the party for Irwin a couple of times this year.
2: Would not surprise me at all. He's getting better and better. We've seen that uh, even on even on the you know GLSS side, he's he's getting better and better. Absolutely. But Zach, when you have a when you have thirty nine cars show up at Plymouth, um, something's got to give at the next outlaw event and the reveal the hammer outlaw late model tour was back in action on Saturday at the Anderson Speedway uh, car, car, car counts were a little thin as ten outlaws showed up uh, for round number two but the action on the track was hot and heavy Steve needles and Tyler Rorig staged a great late race battle uh, needles holding off roorg for the victory roorg who was also a uh, of the afternoon's Fast Qualifier Award winner earlier in the day, would uh, hold on to the second spot uh, to finish second in as many tour events. Brandon Short, J.I. Oreg, and Jeff Whaley would complete the top five, and Zach uh, Reveal the Hammer is right back at it quickly. Their next event this Saturday night, June 25th, at the Lorraine County Raceway Park in South Amherst, Ohio.
1: And then on Saturday, Rich France, you and I got to do something that we haven't done in, what, about 365 days, it seems like. Uh, we got to work a race together, and we got to watch Brighton, Michigan's Kyle Crump, again, dominate another Champion Racing Association event. This time he picks up the win in the Van Dorn Racing Development 125, presented by Fraza, at Flat Rock Speedway. This, of course, was a combo event with the Arca CRA Super Series powered by JEGS and the JEGS CRA All-Stars Tour presented by Chevrolet Performance. Now, uh, Crump goes back to victory lane after already having two in a row. He won the JEGS Tour race on May 14th at Birch Run, the Arca race on Jennerstown on June 4th, and now back in uh, Stan and Judy Rosen's 131 for this race at Flat Rock. Uh, Brandon Varney. Jumped out to the early lead from his starting position, uh, pole starting position, Ethan Stanuchek. He moved in to the top spot for just a moment before Kyle Crump took the lead on lap 32. Crump did not look back once he had the top spot, survived a couple of late race restarts. Ethan Stanuchek would get credit for the JEGS CRA All-Stars Tour win after he came from the third spot to finish in second. Again, he did lead a couple of laps. He held off technically Kevin Kremenessi, who finished in second. He was the fast qualifier earlier in the day for the overall field. So congratulations to Kyle Crump and Ethan Stanuchek, whom we will uh, welcome into the phone lines.
2: We had to get this young man on because it was his first ever Jake Sierra All-Stars Tour win. Um, We watched the race. What a job he did. Ethan Stanuchek, welcome to Horsepower Happenings. Hey, guys. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure talking with you. Man, 48 hours later, my friend, um, it's got to feel pretty good.
3: Yeah, it still, it, it kind of hasn't set in yet. I mean, it still doesn't feel real because, we, you know, we didn't really win the whole race. But to be in the books for a Jags uh, win is, is pretty unreal, especially, you know,
2: early on in our career. Now, before we get into the specifics of your event, we'll, we'll kind of clear things up here. Um, so they, they had a joint event. And it was the Jag Serie all-stars tour and the Arca series super series. Of course, Kyle Crump, uh, everybody knows he won the race, but he was in a super series car. And I guess to a point, you know, they can say, well, it's, you know, the kind of the Jag Serie all-stars tour guys are working at a disadvantage, but at flat rock speedway, I don't quite think that's true. Do you? No, I, I honestly don't. I think the only thing that might be a disadvantage
3: is restarts maybe a little bit, but, uh, actual racing i almost feel like it's, it could be an advantage to have a crate and not have all that power because i mean it's that track's all about battle and grip and you know me and you know that obviously from all the years we've raced there and it's um yeah having a super is not really a full-on advantage
1: well and and you mentioned the restarts and that's kind of what we noticed was happening for you you know you uh you get out in in you're up front and uh you end up actually Uh, leading a couple of rotations before uh, Crump can get to you and ultimately make the pass. And then, really, you you stayed in that second spot for a long time. And um, those restarts toward the middle and and end of the race, I talked to you about this in victory lane, Ethan. One of those restarts nearly was a a complete game changer for you. You kind of got hung out to dry. Don't know if you lost your line or tires got cold or what happened. uh, But you lost three or four spots there on one of those restarts. Do you remember what went wrong?
3: Yeah, uh, honestly, a lot of it restart-wise is just an experience on my part. You know, I messed up and and still trying to get comfortable, you know, on the restarts. We're comfortable racing that car. Just It's a little different shift than on those, you know, on the starts. And you get put next to, you know, the, the best restarter in the country almost, as a lot of people, you know, I think could say. Um, you get a little nervous, of course, and you want to do good. And, I, you know, I messed up. But, uh, yeah, on that one restart, we, we missed it. And I uh, kind of – Didn't have tires for a minute. I didn't scrub them hard enough before and took a couple laps for them to set in. And once they did, I think everyone kind of started slipping up on the bottom there. And we started making up some ground again, which was good.
1: Now, one of the things that I noticed, and I talked with Rich about this, is is once you got that car rolling after about three or four laps, that car was really fast. You gained those spots back. And you were starting to gain on Kyle Crump. um, But then as soon as you cleared... uh uh, schroeder for second you jumped right back down to the bottom and i thought the difference was that you were keeping that crate car wound up a half groove groove and a half off the bottom and then you jumped down to the bottom and it looked like you quit gaining on kyle was there any discussion between you and your team to keep running that second groove or were you looking for the bottom as soon as you could get there
3: yeah we kind of talked about it they were talking about it during the race whether i should stay up on the top or kind of hold the bottom uh I think the only reason why we didn't really go up to the top and stay up there at that point in the race is we were still trying to save tires a little bit in case we had more restarts. Um, It's track, you know, a track like Flat Rock is kind of you have to save tires the whole race and kind of hope for that one restart at the end where maybe Kyle, you know, didn't save as much tire as we did. Uh, So once we kind of got in that second
2: spot again, we kind of rode out and was hoping for a late restart with maybe a possibility of kind of taking it from him. Now I, I, I want to take you back early in the race, Ethan, because, um, you no, know, I, you know, I hadn't even talked to Zach about this, about three or four laps into the event. You're, you're trying to, you know, you're, you're real tight up on the 61 of Arnie and coming off turn four, slow car ahead, you lock the brakes up and smoke them. Your night was almost over then. Yeah. Uh,
3: <laughs> I just didn't expect the slow car to be there. Like I, our radios sometimes kind of jumble up words like they kind of kind of mix us together. Uh, not sure exactly why, but that but kind of the whole race is doing that. So I didn't know that the lap car was there because I was so focused on the 61 again, just kind of inexperienced on my part. And I, I kind of panicked when he jumped up because I was going to go low and try to get under him. And then he kind of jumped in front of me and then jumped up and I jumped up with him and locked up the brakes and kind of had a panic, panic time uh,
2: at, at that moment. But I mean, I ended up working out. So, let let like like Zach was saying, you know, we were watching and, and we were commenting the whole race, you know, how good that car was on the top side. It seemed like whenever you were on the top side, uh, you could make up ground or pull away. Even when you're running second, I mean, later in the race when you you know you kind of you were kind of up top a little bit, you you drove away from from Justin. Um, d- did they tell you to get back up there because it was it was really a big difference and you could notice it yeah at the end of the race
3: like 10 laps to go justin was kind of we had we had a really good short run car um opposed to the long run we, we had a good car about you know between five and 30 laps into restarts so we hit that 35 40 lap mark and uh we started losing a little bit of grip on the bottom and they told me to try to run the top if so i felt more comfortable up there and to keep it wound up and we did and uh yeah the car was i mean it was just really good up there we also we planned it out in practice and Kind of knew we were going to have to go up there at some point in the race, so we made sure the car was going to be decent there.
1: Now, Ethan, I want to talk to you about this. We, Rich, and I were watching the two races. It was uh, it, it was Kyle and uh, Schroeder for the Super Series win. You were in there for the overall win, and then it was you and Cremonesi for the Jegs Tour win. Now, this is one of those unique races we've seen it at Berlin for a couple of years, where the Super Series and the Jegs cars run together. So you're the second car to cross the stripe, and then I come over and I say, "Oh, hey, by the way, you won the Jegs portion of this." And you said, "Oh, cool! Uh, Did you did you realize that that was uh, even going on at that point?" I I did know that
3: before we started the race, but I was so kind of I was kind of bummed out, you know, because we lost to Kyle, and I mean, to lose to Kyle, it's not that big of a defeat. Kyle is one of the best late model drivers in the country right now, but um, it was. I don't, yeah, I guess I just didn't really remember, and then you came over, and my dad came over. He's like, well, you, you know you're in the books now for a
1: for an All-Star win. I'm like, that's oh, right. yeah,
3: that's pretty cool, you know, and we got that $1,000 bonus, so it ended up being a pretty good night.
1: Now, <clears throat> that's what I was going to ask you about is because, Rich, you know we've talked to uh, to uh, Brian Campbell after, win- after winning a Jags Tour race or vice versa, winning a Super Series portion of a combined race. He's never real happy about that when it's not him crossing the stripe first. Uh, Ethan, were you able to get excited and, and really celebrate as though you'd won? Or is it still kind of a mind block that, you know what, we were the second car across the line?
3: I think from a racer standpoint, you always have that kind of block in your mind. Like, well, we, we didn't really win the race. You know, that's kind of what I've been telling everyone. And everyone's telling me otherwise. But I mean, <laughs> from a racer standpoint, you you got you to gotta win the race to win the race. So. I don't know. We were pretty happy with it. We, you know, we celebrated a little bit and had a good time, and we uh, just are happy that we finally had some good luck here in the past. You know,
2: three or four races, we we really haven't. So, I'm pretty happy with it. All right, tell me the story because Zach and I couldn't believe it. Um, I don't know if you brought half the grandstands with you, but they sure made it sound like it. Um, and then I came back in the pit area, and nobody would go home. Tell me the story about how you got that whole section to the racetrack because i think you had everybody covered (laughs) well uh honestly i'm just blessed with a ton of friends and family and
3: stuff the people that support me and it was great to have them all there and it it was definitely i i think we had a lot of people there but when you guys announced my name in the before the race you know for the introductions and the crowd roar i was like whoa i didn't expect that it was really cool it made me feel pretty good and I'm just, like I said, blessed to have so many friends and family that are on my side throughout this whole racing thing.
1: Now, Ethan, i got to ask you, uh, you mentioned that you guys have been having some bad luck. Kind of talk to me about your season a little bit. Um I know. Last year, I was talking to Rich about this during the race. Last year, during this race, you showed good speed, and uh, you know, Rich told me you got to watch Ethan. He's going to be, he's going to be somebody to watch here at Flat Rock, and um, you know, you proved that again this year that you really were somebody to watch. Um, what's going on with that uh, VRD car, and and kind of uh, what are some of your struggles you're dealing with this year? Uh,
3: honestly, this year, last race it went well, obviously, but the, the race before we we got this qualifying setup right we're still trying to learn the car and kind of understand you know where we need to be for the race and we kind of missed the race setup we were a little tight the whole time and ended up getting put in the wall uh, around lap 70 which was unfortunate we had to put a front clip on it and kind of the same thing happened last year at winchester at the end of the season we you know got spun out in the last lap and kind of backed in the wall rear clipped it so i don't know it's it, we haven't really struggled i don't think with speed too much just maybe some race speed that we're still trying to figure out and get experience with it's it's great having the vrd guys on my side you know and i see them almost every day now with working with them and uh they helped me out quite a bit and i think that's kind of the you know reason behind our successes last weekend too
2: yeah we know you brought you guys bought that uh that car from from the mandy chick team but you, you almost can't complain now you got a, a, a new front clip and a new rear clip that thing's ready to go right <laughs>
3: that's what i'm saying we keep saying we have a brand new car now <laughs> we uh
2: yeah we're we're
3: you know not happy because you know you got to spend the money and and fix it and clip it and all that but you know we like i said we basically have a brand new car and i could feel how consistent it was last weekend which was kind of the reason behind our success too
1: now we were talking before we started the interview tonight you said uh, rich asked you about going into work today and of course for those who don't know uh you work for van Dorn. and uh this was a funny story you walk in and the guy started razzing you after a weekend of winning tell me about it
4: yeah
3: so i i didn't really realize that apparently uh you you're supposed to buy donuts for the whole for the shop you know when you win a race and that next day in the shop on uh, Monday and a couple of the guys were getting at me pretty good. Cause I, you know, I'm new there. I've only been there for a couple of weeks now, but, uh, yeah, I thought that was
1: funny that they, uh, they started kind of now did you tell them now wait a minute fellas name, but... i won the race i put van dorn racing development in victory lane and now you hope that they forget about kyle crump but i put van dorn racing development in victory lane what do you mean i have to buy the donuts um shouldn't <laughs> shouldn't they be still awarding you well the first the first thing i said is i didn't win the race oh yeah there <laughs> you go <laughs> that, was,
3: that was the first thing i said you know like i said that racer mindset you know we didn't really win but no they uh Apparently, it's tradition around there, so tomorrow I will be getting them some donuts. Um, but, no, I mean, the, the no. reason behind, you know, our success is because of them. So, I, I got to be thankful towards them, and it's it's not, you know, us pr- just promoting them. So
1: Now, you know what you do, Ethan, is you go and you get some, uh, some of those second-day donuts that are half price because, you know, you were the second car across <laughs> the line. So, you know, until they can figure out how to get you to be the first car across the line, they get second-day donuts.
3: Now that might be a really good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about that one. I'll make sure I let them know you told me that.
1: Oh <laughs> no, don't throw us under the bus.
2: Ethan <laughs> tell tell me, I mean obviously um obviously uh Van Orden Racing Development does everything and takes care of that 131 machine. Um you know, on a serious side, like you said, you know, Kyle has been a machine the last year or so. Um Does that help you to maybe talk to him a little bit and and kind of lean on some of his experience to make you better? Oh,
3: of course. I mean, all the guys in
2: the shop, you know, and we see, I see Kyle,
3: it feels like almost every weekend, you know, have a good conversation with him. And he's taught me a few things about these cars. And so is, I mean, everyone else in the shop, you know, Butch and Johnny and uh, Dunson and all them. They're
1: they're really great about sharing their experiences and just
3: trying to get me better on and off
1: the track. Well, and I think the other thing too is, you know, all three of those cars that were parked on the front straightaway were Van Dorn Racing Development cars, and uh, that's not just about being at Flat Rock, that VRD, uh, that VRD crew has been just insane over the last couple of years. I mean, R- Rich mentioned it during the broadcast on Saturday about you know, is this one of the top chassis manufacturers not only in Michigan, not in our region, but really starting to become pretty popular across the world. I mean, uh, you, you know, you start to put them up against Senekers and Hamkes and, uh, you know, going across the board there. What do, you, what do you think about that from the inside as a driver and from the inside as somebody who works there?
3: Uh, I think that is a very fair statement to make. I mean, Butch and Johnny push every day to make those cars great and to promote as much as they can. And, and their customer service is unlike anybody else in my personal opinion, like if you, if you have a question or you need something, you call them to answer, like, you know, like that. And uh, the, it kind of shows, you know, the whole top five last weekend at Flat Rock
2: was Van Dorn cars. So now talk to me. I, I know uh, you guys, normally you guys spread out your schedule a little bit. Uh, you know, you are a part-time team. It's no secret. You're not, you're not one of these super teams that show up to every single race, but uh, you know, you don't have as much time off before the next event coming up. Talk about that.
3: Yeah, so that's, I'm really grateful and thankful that I have such a good crew. My dad and my uncle in the shop, they, uh, they're they going to be doing a lot of the work to the car. I mean, I should say all of the work to the car to get it ready for this first run race. And without them, I, I really couldn't do it. Um, I wish I could be there to help them, but with working and traveling you know, this weekend and stuff, it's, it's uh, not feasible for me. But those guys make sure to get it done. They do it right.
1: So with the part-time status, I mean, uh, do you have any other dates uh, secured yet where folks know where they can look for you or uh, just big races, just sticking around home? What, what are you looking at? So
3: we have the July 2nd at Bertrand. Uh, we'll run that one. We'll run the one later, the third race at Birch Run, hopefully. It kind of depends on how the season goes. You know, if we rack out the car again, we might be done for the season just based off budget. But uh, we're also looking at Anderson. Um, I think it's in August and then possibly Jennerstown and Winchester.
1: Well, thinking um, about making the haul to Jennerstown, huh?
3: Yeah, we're we're talking about it. You know, we, we're not sure exactly yet. Like I said, it's kind of it's kind of up in there. A whole schedule tentative with how the rest of the season goes. And with wrecking the first week and having to put a clip on, it kind of ate into our budget a little bit. But uh, we're hoping that the rest of the season goes as smooth as last weekend.
1: Well, Ethan, man, congratulations. Uh, you know, I, again, I know you crossed the line, second car across, but uh, you do go in the books as a JEGS-CRA All-Stars Tour winner. And I, I'm wondering now, again, it's just such a mental game, but knowing that you did become a winner with the JEGS Tour, does that boost the confidence at all? I would say so. Uh, well, and even, it, even if it's that, not – even if you don't look at it as a win, Ethan – Uh, You come across the line second against 23 really strong cars. I mean, they were, aside from Kyle uh, walking away there in the midpoint of the race, everybody was kind of grouped together. You know you had to go through lap traffic. Um, That was a strong and and consistent and competitive field, and uh, it wasn't handed to you. It wasn't gift-wrapped to you by any means. You had to race for it. So even even if you do say, well, I finished second, that's got to encourage you a little bit. Yeah, it was definitely a good stout field, which we were really happy to
3: see uh, at Flat Rock. You know, you don't always see that at all these races, but uh, to run against such a good field and to finish second, it does feel really good. We're hoping to carry that speed into some other tracks, you know, because Flat Rock, as I'm sure a lot of people
2: know, is our home track. Um, But we've we've showed good speed everywhere else. We're just kind of hoping to carry that the rest of the season. Like you said, uh, you know, you're a small family owned team. You guys do have a budget. But, uh, Ethan, you got some names on that car that uh, people that helped you out. Now's your chance to give them all a shout out for everything they do for you.
3: Yeah. So we got uh, HyperSyl, MN M&M Controls, Precision Epoxy Flooring, One Stop Speed Shop, JMS Transport, Van Race Development. Like I guess, I mean, without those guys, Photos by Kuyos too. Without those guys, we really just, I mean, we couldn't do it. Like, it wouldn't be possible for us as a small team and a family-owned team.
1: All right, Ethan, man. Well, congratulations um, on a nice job. I mean, you you did put on one hell of a race uh, for us to watch on Saturday, if nothing else. And uh, you go in the books as a JEGS CRA All-Stars Tour winner, so congratulations, man.
3: Awesome. I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys having me on the show.
1: That's Ethan Stanuchak. Look for him at another JEGS race coming up soon at Bertrand Speedway. Uh, man, good luck down the road.
3: Thank you very much.
1: Well, I, I got to tell you, Rich, uh, now that we've talked to Ethan, you told me last year, watch this young kid, as I said in that interview, and... Um, I'm just curious how, how you got to be pretty happy to see that young man who you've seen his career develop over the years. Again, second car across the line, but he does go in the books as an all-stars tour winner. You know, and, and I'm,
2: we've heard this a lot, Zach, with being on the road, um, going to different events, large events. Um, this is not somebody who is racing with, um, you know, a rich dad's money and they're just throwing him in the race car and they do everything for him. I mean, he is a worker. Uh, his family is really down to earth and he is earning everything he's got and he's just gotten better and better. And, and he's learned this himself. I mean, both, you know, his dad and his uncle used to drive a race car and he's real. He's just, all I can say is this young man, if he could run a full schedule, he would, it's not within their means right now. But uh, so whenever he does show up,
1: you're going to have to keep an eye on that orange number 20 machine. I'm telling Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Hey, uh, those payment stories that we talked about, Ethan Stanucek, is not the only thing that was happening over the weekend, Rich France. A uh, couple of big shows uh, unfolded here in the state of Michigan. Yeah,
2: let's start, Zach. And we, we talked about this a little earlier off the air. The All-Star Performance Challenge Series, uh, Late Model Challenge Series had a double header this weekend. And we will start on Friday. And I will repeat this again. J.R. Hotovy picked up the win at Hartford in the All-Star Performance Late Model Challenge Series on Friday, on Saturday at Thunderbird. This gentleman's always run up front, but never seems to bag the big race. He did on on Saturday at Thunderbird. Greg Gokey picked up his biggest win.
1: Yeah, and then, uh, as you mentioned, uh, Flat Rock Speedway. You know, this is the first time I got to see uh, Outlaw Super Late Models at Flat Rock Speedway. And How'd you like it? I tell you what, they put on a pretty darn good show. Now, my dad also went because he hadn't heard me announce in a long time. So he went to Flat Rock, checked another one off of his list of racetracks that he's attended. And so he started playing the game that we all used to play as kids. Who do you think is going to win? And when the Outlaws rolled to the Speedway, I said, that 71 car is going to Victory Lane. And sure enough, I called that one right on the head. Well, it, it, in your defense, you only had about three guys that you had ever heard of. That's right. That, that were in that <laughs> event. I knew them all.
2: Uh-huh. So, but uh, no, if, if you want to go ahead and pick the guy that won the week before, that's probably a pretty good place to start. Hey,
1: listen, Eric you know? Lee rolled off from the poll, so that wasn't a give
2: yeah. me. That wasn't a give me. No, it was not because Eric Lee has two wins in 2022. Uh, and starting from the poll, I would, you know, it, it takes a lot of uh, – I don't know what you want to call it intestinal fortitude. Zach. Let's call it that <laughs> to pick somebody to beat Eric Lee from the poll uh, in 2022. And, and, and you did it. And, and boy, Harold fair did it
1: in dominating fashion. Yeah, it was a good show too. So congratulations to him. Uh, merit speedway on Saturday, Ryan Lanford. How about that cat? He's been really good this year. And, uh, I was thinking, man, he's just, he's just one good fortune away from picking up a win. He gets it done Saturday at Merritt Speedway. How about Oakshade Raceway? We go south of the border where Devin Shields picks up the biggest win of his career so far in the Barney Oldfield Memorial. $5,000 going the big way of Devin Shields. So congratulations to him. And Zach,
2: we talked about this uh, We
1: talked about this last week. Um,
2: June Bug 74 for the pavement modifieds up at Whittemore Speedway. 11-time uh, track champ up at Whittemore. kind of use that as an advantage. Bob Farley picked up the win and locks him into the Hot Shoe 100 coming up in August
1: at Springport Mid-Michigan Speedway. Absolutely. And then how about our friends at Butler Motor Speedway? I want to give a shout out to Butler. Uh, Their water truck broke down right before hot laps and they managed to find a way to get another truck there to spread water on the racetrack. Show started a little bit in delay because of that, but they still got in a rock solid show. Trey McGranahan goes to victory lane in the 410 Sprint Car Division. How about Dylan Nussbaum coming up from the south to grab a modified win? And how about Great Lakes Lightning Sprint driver Matt Cogley? He picked up his first-ever career win as well, so nicely done there. And uh, um, I got to tell you, I'm continuing to keep an eye on Butler. They had full fields while other tracks struggled this weekend. For full car counts, um, my buddy Tim Wilbur keeping it going there at Butler. So nice job caps off to him, huh? Yeah, absolutely. And, and
2: you know, I'm having fun with since we started doing this, Zach, doing these spot winners that we pick up from other racetracks. I love it when I can find a guy that wins a race for this first ever win. Uh, if, if any of the promoters are out there, keep putting those on there. Let us know yes. when it's their first, when it's their first
1: career win, we'll get their name on. Absolutely. Well, let's uh, flip over to another dirt track here in the state of Michigan and another division of racing here in the state of Michigan. We talk about UMP Modifieds and Sprint Cars. Now let's talk IMCA Modifieds. It's our pleasure to welcome in the driver of what used to be the uh, bright red and black and gold, number 38, he's got a whole new look this year, Mitchell Hunt. Welcome into Horsepower Happenings. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Man, what a busy week for you and a lot to unpack this week. Let's kind of uh, start at the top. Um, You elect to take a little road trip earlier this week. Tell me where you went, what you were doing, and why.
0: Yeah, so uh, we went down to Wisconsin for the Clash at the Creek. Uh, Supposed to be a two day show, uh, 10 grand to win on Thursday. so we left we left Tuesday for that, um, and then it ended up getting rained out or stormed out Wednesday. So then we just raced a kind of one night stand deal for ten thousand out there, and I don't try to bring home some money.
1: You uh, found some success there too. I mean, uh, when you're going up against. Uh, you know, caliber drivers that you went up against, and for that much money, you're going to race against some solid competition. Heat race win, and and that's going to set the tone. You got to be pretty happy with that headed into the the feature that night.
0: Oh yeah, there's so many good cars. Um, I think there were 70 cars, and I 65 of them could win a feature any night. So it was a tough field, and yeah, we were stoked to get the heat win, win one of the 60 races. And I'll uh, start fifth for the for the big show that night. That was really exciting.
2: Mitchell, talk to me about these IMCA modifieds because you know I think a lot of people, and including me, I guess I'm one of them, um, that has probably spent more time around the the UMP modifieds, right? Um, for for most of the time, for this for the standard fan, kind of explain the difference and and what
0: kind of gravitates you that way. Um, I think the uh, everyone's a little closer. Uh, with a rule package and IMCA, I feel like like we all have most of us have the same motor anyways. We all run a crate motor. Um, I guess suspension wise, um, there's less the less things you could do with an IMCA car, where you can get into uh, bumps and spring rubbers and different sorts of things with a UMP car. So I just think the IMCA is a little everyone's a little closer. I feel like and uh that thanks body.
2: yeah i noticed i noticed that um you know jacob Poole kind of got rid of his ump stuff and and has got a imc modified and and this is his first experience with that and he and here in 2022 he's kind of starting to figure it out and um you know colin Thurlby's kind of doing the same thing he's got he's got two cars um is, is it feasible to have two cars or are they just so expensive you kind of got to pick your poison
0: Uh, I, I guess it depends who you are, you know, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I guess that's a tough one to answer. Um, you know, for us probably one IMCA car, but I mean, other people, you know, probably could do two or they, or they had a UMP car already, so they just kept it and they got IMCA car. So.
1: Let's go back to talking about the action for you on track this week. Um, so you know, that race up in Wisconsin, Um, man, I I was reading about it for you and, and you got to kind of kick yourself. Um, I don't know that you made a mistake or, or if it's just a product of racing, right? But, uh, get into the fence, have a problem with that right rear tire, having a hard time keeping that race car under you. Hindsight's always 2020, but I mean, it, it seemed like you guys had a really strong car up there. Uh, is that one of the ones you wish you could have back?
0: Yeah, I wish, uh, yeah, we got some damage on a restart there. I think, I don't know, 20, 28 laps in of the 50 lap feature. We were just kind of riding at first. And then you know, we caught back up to the sixth and fifth place car and uh, the yellow came out and I could just, and then we had two back-to-back restarts and I started to saw, uh, you know, like a tire rub. I was like, oh man. And uh, I don't know, the car just kept getting looser and looser the last 30 laps sure seemed like a long, sure seemed like a long time but yeah I would like to see what we would have had if everything would have went our way I guess talk to me about talk to me about that 141
2: speedway I was able to watch um you know J- Jacob did really good there he got off early to a lead and, th- and then I think he ended up taking second or something and then I, I saw your heat race win it looked like there was two lines there early in the night
0: yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that, it definitely was, um, very slick, um, you know, fl- slick, tricky racetrack. You really had a three, the corners are completely opposite. Um, so one and two, I think a lot of people were in the same line, but three and four, you know, you kind of, you could go and dust down the wall or you could, you know, tickle the tires on the bottom and it produced some really good race in the heat races. And it was a a lot of fun
1: so you head back to michigan uh after a long week on the road i'm kind of surprised um i guess you know with having the rain out and then doing a big show in one day uh come back you decide to uh i i call it going up north because i'm from you know d- darn near indiana but uh, you head up to uh rothbury and go to winston and you're gonna race again on friday night and uh, ended up being victorious for you there too so good week
0: yeah yeah it was this uh been a good year so far and the car's been really good and just trying to keep it simple and take good notes and yeah i don't know things things have worked out for us pretty well this year
1: now i gotta ask because it's no secret and it was something that was talked about on social media and you know social media is uh, the double-edged sword that we all deal with but um friday was a big show for imca modifieds or at least it was supposed to be at winston speedway this was a fast shaft qualifier event paying a thousand dollars to win and uh mitchell you you were one of <laughs> just literally a handful of people that showed up um you austin harnick brody bowser uh john mccall mike epplett and uh, bill bill DeLong decide to show up at winston and i don't know where everyone else went but they weren't there talk about that
0: yeah that's been tough uh You're out good at Winston. I think we probably average around 20 cars or something like that in the modifieds. I don't know. um, I know the other tracks have opened up and everything, but Thunderbird's probably, I don't know, 15 minutes down the road. And we have 20 there every night, and about, seems like only two or three cars come from I 96. So I'm not sure where they're all at, or I don't know. It's just, Kind of a weird deal.
1: I mean, do you have any thoughts on that? I guess, uh, you know, it it seems we talked about it last week. I'm not racing a car anymore. Rich is not fielding a car anymore. Uh, We don't know firsthand what it takes to put these automobiles on the racetrack. But a special event like that with a fast shaft qualifier, $1,000 to win, uh, you know, they do a really good job with track prep up there at Winston. It's always racy. Um, I mean, do, do, do you see uh, it? Do you pinpoint point a problem, or is this just a fluke? I mean, wh- what is going on here?
0: No, I mean, I don't... You know, Dean works his tail off on the racetrack, and they all do a really good job around there. Um, the only thing that, I don't know, I guess could maybe hinder some people is sometimes we get done pretty late over there, but, I mean, that's with, that's with any racetrack, I feel like. Yeah, so. that'll
1: happen anywhere, right?
0: Yeah, that's what I... That's the only issue I've ever had is sometimes they just get done late, but the track's always good and he works hard on it. So it's hard not to support a guy like that.
2: Now you had mentioned you brought up I-96 and, you know, we can throw that into, you know, the tracks that seem to always get done late, but uh, Zach and I were both there for the Great Lakes Super Sprint night when you guys were there and you guys had a <laughs> great race there and a solid field.
0: Yeah, that was a really good show uh, for the Modifieds. I don't remember how many there was, but I know most of us Winston cars were there and, uh, I'm not, I don't think, I don't believe Tri-City race, did they?
1: Um, I think, I, I think they did that night, but uh, oh, I don't remember were, for sure. Yeah. Any, uh yeah, we had a,
0: that was an awesome night. Me and Jacob had a good battle for the lead there and we've had plenty of good races since then. And, uh, maybe we'll be back this weekend.
2: How does it like, I mean, obviously, you know, you've been very, very successful for the past several years, um, throughout Michigan. Um, how does it feel to have somebody like Jacob kind of come over, kind of cross the line and come over to the IMCA side? Is it, is that, uh, is that exciting for you that man, you know, cause you know, most tracks you go to, if he shows up, you're going to be battling with him every night.
0: Yeah, that's, that's really cool for us to, uh, You know, get a race with someone like Jacobs, won a lot of races, done a lot of things in the racing industry, and um, now he's been great to race with. And uh, I guess they say iron sharpens iron. So it's been good, and I really enjoy it.
1: Man, I'm just looking here at uh, the stats that are available on my race pass, and I think this is a pretty good uh, overview of what you've got going on this year. Season opener, uh, DNF, okay, we look past that. Then we go for uh, six races without finishing outside the top five. Then you don't finish outside the top 10 on May 20th. Uh, Then we're back inside the top five. Crystal Motor Speedway, a one-off event on Sunday. Not a great finish for you. Then we're back on the podium for the next four straight. Man, you've been on fire this year. Everywhere you go, you unload that car as fast. And, uh, you know, you mentioned the twelfth place finish at one forty one, but you had a tire that was just coming apart with the fender rub and then a win and uh, you back it up with a third on Thunderbird at Saturday. What is, is there anything different? I mean, obviously you were last year's uh, you know, state champion, so what uh what's going on in that thirty eight machine? Just continuing to roll from last year? Have you made some changes or, or what's what do you accompany to it? Or accredit it to, yeah, I guess.
4: So um,
0: we actually for le- for the past couple of years we were in a GRT car, a GRT chassis and uh, this winter I got hooked up with a guy and um, we have a Harris car and uh, you know me and him grow, work really well together and just you know we're just trying to keep it simple like I feel like we know we got a good base so you know the car was good out the box and then um, you know we've been really consistent when we've finished, there's been a couple nights we didn't finish but I uh, yeah, i d I don't know. We're keeping it simple, take good notes, and it's been paying off for us.
1: Yeah, and last year, just to to back that up, there's maybe half a dozen times where you finish outside of the top ten, maybe a couple, um, you know, half a dozen, ten times maybe that you finish outside the top ten in twenty twenty one, and uh now you're looking at maybe three times that you finished outside the top ten, if not the top five here in twenty twenty two does that do you look at that does that pump you up does that get you thrilled or do you just unload at the races and and go out there and try to win no we just i just go out there and try to win
0: um you know that's what it's about that's what we're there to do so that's what we try um you know that's awesome though just shows that we put our timing in the shop and try to make sure you know the car's ready to go and we don't parts falling off or nothing like that so that's cool for me and the guys and we're excited about that we just need to get some more wins and we would probably be a little happier
2: now it's got but what what has to be pretty cool for you you know like you said what you thought it was cool when 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 Jacob jumped over but I mean the guys that you have to you know you know Myron uh Jeff uh AJ all those guys that's a tough class to run in in the state of Michigan isn't it
0: yeah, yeah, this class just keeps getting better and better and it seems like every year, um, you know, Colin, Jacob, uh, Jeff, yeah, everyone's just getting so good and we're all so close. It's uh it's a lot of fun and, you you know, I guess you never really know who's gonna win, so I really enjoy it.
1: Well Mitchell, uh, you know, you, you did really good this weekend, obviously, uh well in this week, right? Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, you know, just outside the top ten with about for those who didn't see the picture you had about half of a hoosier racing tire left on the right hand side there right
0: <laughs> yeah like it's pretty yeah i guess hard to handle like that but 12th,
1: Yeah,
0: that
1: was uh 12th first and third thursday friday saturday um you know what what do you have coming up are you just going to kind of stick around winston and thunderbird or uh what 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 does your schedule look like moving forward
0: I'm not sure on this Friday yet. Uh, Winston actually just canceled. So we'll be at Tracy or 96 this Friday and then Saturday at Thunderbird. And we're going to go out to Boone in September for sure. And then, um, there super nationals. And then we might head out to Iowa and, uh, uh, what July 20th, I believe 20th to the 24th and race, uh, the Flute to veterans Tour out there um that we're unsure of yet but that's maybe something we're going to do so other than that we're just probably going to stay here in michigan and run winston and thunderbird mostly
1: all right man well hey there's no shame in that you've got that place figured out so uh go out there and get you a win congratulations on the win on friday and uh, the great runs so far that you've had this season nicely done
0: Thank you. I appreciate it, sir.
1: That's Mitchell Hunt, the uh, driver out of Kent City, Michigan. Uh, keep an eye on him this season. He's racking him up here in our area. And uh, Mitchell, good luck moving forward, man. Thank you, guys. Okay, well, now it's time to move into, there's our, uh, there's our current day, what's happening with uh, our interviews tonight. Now, Rich, it's a part of the program and time of the month where we take a look and ask you some questions about Michigan Motorsports history as we go way back with Gary Did You Know. Yep. So I miss my friend. I get two partners, right?
2: I got the the best of both worlds. I get I, Zach, I get you on Mondays and, and Gary on, on some Fridays and Saturdays. And I didn't get Zach and I got to work together, but uh, Gary, welcome into horsepower happenings.
4: Well, thank you very much, Rich. And I will be back with you this Saturday for that uh, Corrigan oil 100 for the street stocks. That should be a good race.
2: Yep, so I, think I will Zach, be
4: back with you.
2: Yeah. I think Zach had fun coming back to flat rock. It's only, the
1: second time he was there last year was the first year he was there. Sure, yeah, man, it fun was fun. Racetrack that that place is really and 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 last year I didn't get to watch Outlaws on the racetrack, so that was pretty cool to get yeah, to see so Outlaws Yeah, so they're pretty show. quick, aren't they? Man, I tell you what, and I just want to say, I called it. I said the seventy-one was going to go to victory lane. My dad was there, so we had the old-fashioned bet, and I told Uh-oh. him, I said. Eric Lee is not going to win this race. I hate to tell you, and uh, <laughs> unfortunately for Eric, I was right. But anyhow, it's time for yeah. this uh, this month's quiz. Uh, shall we take a look? Sure, let's do it. I question it. number
4: one.
2: Yep, question oh, go number ahead. one. No, 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 you got it, man. It's, this is this is your part of the show. You take it.
4: <laughs> okay, <laughs> and this is quiz number fifteen, by the way. Can you believe that? Wow, how about that? Isn't that crazy? We're this, having a ball. Yes, and uh, question number one. <clears throat> this former Berlin lay model driver would be a good fisherman. Just a little fun stuff out there, you know what I mean?
1: I like the play on words here, but I wouldn't have got it.
4: No, and it, that is a that is a play on words. All right, question number two. This gentleman was good at taking videos, but he might have been a better driver. And I watched I, him many times.
2: I, I I'm not going to lie. I'm 0 for 2 to this week. Uh <laughs> oh! Oh no! As of now, I'm over
4: 2. <laughs> well, and, and like I told you guys before we before we came on air, I mean Jake Finkbeiner and those guys from the Brian Burkakers crew, they requested some West Side uh, questions, so we're gonna intersperse them in there. Okay, question number three: Who was the first woman to win a late model feature at Spartan? And it wasn't a powder puff or anything. This was an actual late model feature with a lot of good race cars.
1: I think saying that it wasn't a powder puff is a very key and important part of that question.
4: Yes, it is. Because, you know, I know this was not a powder puff at all.
2: Well, I'm (laughs) on a roll. I'm 0 for 3, Gary, this week. (laughs) Don't feel bad. I am too.
4: (laughs) (laughs) This one might have been a little bit better. Question number four. It used to be called BK Speedway. What is it called now?
1: There you go.
2: I wouldn't there. I wouldn't have known this by the explanation that Gary gave, but I get it now. Um at least at least I've heard of this answer. <laughs>
4: <laughs> there you go.
2: There you go. Sweet. Is that too much of a hit? I've only <laughs> narrowed it down to about 18 <laughs> racetracks or something in the state, <laughs> or, or, 18, or 18 McDonald's sites. <laughs> that's right.
4: <laughs> there you go. You want to go back to Whiskey Ridge, didn't you?
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That one. <laughs> that
4: one. I like that oh, one. Oh, and it much. is my turn to bring the beer uh, Saturday. Okay.
2: Oh, yes. Just,
1: yes man, I showed up the wrong head, week, head. Rich. Head. Rich, I showed up the wrong week. <laughs>
4: Yeah, you sure did. You sure did. You sure did.
1: Oh, man. Gary, well, we appreciate you uh, putting these quizzes together, and and for those who who, who don't know or maybe are new to Gary, did you know, right, Gary? These quizzes, uh, this is kind of a rebirth of something you did years and years ago.
4: Yeah, actually, it started, believe it or not, it started in 1976. Wow. When I was writing for Mark Times Racing News, and it was going to be a one-off deal, and I did the quiz, but I never give the answers until the following week. And I did that one time. And right off the get go, after the first time I did it, it became so popular and so requested that I ended up doing it for the rest of my 30 years at the Mark Times. Wow yeah no kidding
1: cool man well hey we appreciate you bringing it to horsepower happenings as always and rich uh the key here is we'll put a graphic on facebook and folks are welcome to take a swing at this if they get them all right uh you got a little something waiting for them yep yep we'll go out to the souvenir stand and pick them something out right at the flat rock speedway yep. all right sounds good man well hey gary thank you so much for gary did you know we appreciate you putting work in on this
4: always a pleasure gentlemen
1: oh my goodness i think that's gonna put a bow on one uh, for the uh, episode of Horsepower Happenings, Rich. The only thing we got to do left is take a look at what's coming up, and coming up Friday, Great Lake Super Sprints, presented by Engine Pro and ARP, are back in action. They go. It's not exactly the tricky triangle. It's not Pocono, but, man, this racetrack is tricky, and it is the third turn that grabs a lot of people and spits them out. Hartford Speedway, the home of the Great Lakes Super Sprints, coming up this weekend. Gates at 5, racing at 7.30, and then Saturday, you can follow him south to Fremont Speedway, where the Great Lakes Super Sprints will be in action once again. How about you, Rich? What do you got coming up this weekend? Uh, I get my partner Gary back this
2: weekend after giving him the, him the week off, so he, he's all refreshed and ready to go. Uh, Flat Rock Speedway on Saturday, the Corrigan Race Fuels 100, 100 laps for the Street Stocks, their biggest race of the season. We'll also have the MCR Dwarf Cars on hand, for, and they will stage the Steve Martin Memorial. That's a real big event for them. And then uh, our Vault Antique, Antiques and Treasures Enduro Series will be in action as well for a 250-lap Enduro. Gates open at 4 p.m. at Flat Rock Racing at
1: 7. And then Kalamazoo Speedway having a special little bit of fun this coming weekend, huh? If, if you are a Destruction or a
2: Boom fan, this is where you want to be. Red, White, and Boom Night of Destruction at the Kal- Kalamazoo Speedway on Friday. Uh, I understand they're also going to have fireworks as well. Everything at the Kalamazoo Speedway this Friday kicks off at 7 p.m.
1: Well, it's going to be a great weekend of racing, Rich. And uh, as we say, uh, we don't care where you go. Get your backside, trackside. Now, i got to say, uh, Saturday, I'm not going to be able to get anywhere, and it kind of kills me. uh, My my 9-to-5 job, we're having a great big festival in Hillsdale on Saturday. Um, So we're not going to be able to go anywhere. But Friday, man, I'm thinking I'm going to be able to sneak over to Hartford and get a chance to catch that. And as you mentioned, you get your partner back at Flat Rock on Saturday, too. So that'll be good. Um, But, hey, that's going to put a bow on it. Thanks so much to Mitchell Hunt and to Ethan Stanuchek for joining us tonight and being uh, special guests on Horsepower Happenings for Scottman and the Bills. Rich France, who does everything else. I'm Zach Heiser, and uh, thank you so much for being uh, another part of tonight's episode of Horsepower Happening. You've been listening to Horsepower Happenings. Catch up on past episodes by logging on to horsepowerhappenings.com and be sure to tune in next week to keep up
2: on what's happening.